Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and welcome to the show. I have a, um, a guy on here I was introduced to by a mutual friend. His name is Sal Vasayo and Sal is, um, man, this dude is amazing actually. Um, you're, you're soon going to find out he is, he is down in, in, um, on the Island of Puerto Rico. So I want to, I want to welcome Sal to the show. Sal, welcome to the show, man. Hey, hi, hi everybody. Hi, Ken. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's a real honor. I was looking forward towards it since we last talked and I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Um, did you find the, the stream and be able to share it by the way? Yes, sir. It's already up on my wall. Hi to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Sal, you, um, you were referred to me by, um, our buddy, Zach Benson. Yep. Zach's a good dude. Zach, Zach is a real good friend of mine. We've been, uh, we met on, a activity like it was a convention but it was outside of the convention in a yacht yeah and it was an exclusive vip activity and yeah. we bumped into each other having you know trying to get some more derbs and after that man it's just t- we've been yeah. meeting all over the place and and he's really helped me a lot been he's, a blessing he's a, he's a great guy man great dude so, yes. so you know i created this show to help people to help people have a breakthrough to get unstuck and um, we're certainly in, in uh, we're definitely in some uncertain times right now. I think there's probably a lot of people stuck. So, you know, let's, let's start out with where you were born and raised. How about that? Okay. Yeah. So I was born and raised. Well, no, I was born in Puerto Rico okay. um, in the south part of the island, Ponce. And I uh, lived there the first four years of my life. Uh, my father uh, manufactured, he was the creator uh, with his brothers, they invented the PVC pipe. And so we had a manufacturing plant in Puerto Rico and then in Florida and other places in the United States. And so when I was four, we moved uh, to Florida and there we hopped around all the different states for quite a bit. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yes, yes. I, I went to you know elementary school in Miami, um, uh, in, in California in Texas and in, uh, let's see where else in, in Dallas, I graduated in high school from Dallas, but it was a lot of different schools and I traveled a lot. Wow. So, um, how was that moving around so much as a kid? Well, for me, it was, um, my, you asked me that, you know, and all I remember is crying in the, in the, and like in the shower, um, yeah. getting ready to go to a school that I didn't know anybody there. And it happened to me every year, almost, man, it was so hard to, to step into another place. I, I was, this, I had dyslexia. So I, I was very, I had a lot of problems reading and I hated to be called in class for reading. I hated school, man. It was terrible. Yeah. It, was a, it was a nightmare for me. Um, I always, you know, it, for me, it was uh, just a terrible experience because I, I didn't have the ability to learn, 
the way they wanted me to learn. So it was, uh, wow. It was terrible. Wow. So, um, that had to create some insecurities, I would imagine. Insecurities, but not only that, I mean, for me, it was more what I've discovered through my self-development, you know, and looking at myself is that during that period, it, I rebelled against, you know, the education system. I didn't, you know, I was singing Pink Floyd. We don't need no education. <laughs> yeah. I was rebelled, man. My whole group was the delinquents. That's where I felt accepted. That's where I felt cool. That's where I felt good. It was like, right now I see like obvious, you know, before I didn't know what was wrong with me. Wow. But, you know, going to school and, and, and not being able to read like other kids and learn as fast as they did and then being reprimanded and, oh, what a struggle, bro. Wow. But you did graduate from, from high school. Well, yeah, swimming was a bit of a, a benefit for me. You know, I, I was able to get scholarships and a lot of perks because I was, you know, a very good swimmer. My father wanted us to be Olympic swimmers. And so he really, you know, many reasons why we moved around was because we followed the best swim coaches in the nation. So he would relocate to wherever the best team was, wherever the, the guy was developing the best technology for swimming, the best, uh, you know, styles and, you know, techniques. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so he would go and follow the best coaches and then he would buy the house and build a pool in the back. So he was very, very um, determined to create Olympic athletes and champions. You know, it was kind of I didn't know that because yeah. I was living it. But if I if I show you the house where I was raised, there was Olympic rings everywhere, swimmers on the walls. He made it to feel like we were born to go to the Olympics, you know? Wow. No, I care. never doubted that I was going, that I wasn't going, you know? And he, was, died, he died when I was nine. I, I went to the Olympics in 1988. I was 18, you know? So, I mean, his, yeah. what he put in me was still in me, you know? It's like, now I think about it. Why did I think that I could swim and go to the Olympics, right? It's, <laughs> it's like, how could you right now? And then the thing is, it translates to everything that I do. I automatically think I'm going to be successful and automatically believe I can make it happen. Whatever it is that I get feel passionate about and determined to do it, you know? So, so you, you were an, you were an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. I went to the Olympics in 1988 in Seoul, Korea. Yeah. No way. I didn't know. Did we talk about? I don't remember talking about. Uh, that. Maybe not. It's not one of my highlights of my life. You know, it's it's incredible because. Wait! Whoa! 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 <laughs> no, dude. No, you don't get off that easy. Hang on a minute. That is the highlight of anybody's life. I, yeah, I was in the Olympics, but come on, man. Well, let me tell you something real personal and kind of embarrassing. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Can you imagine? I grew up, I was like nine. My, my brother was the best swimmer in the world. He had two world records, Olympic gold medal. He, you know, it was incredible. Wow. Um, he was he was nominated by Sports Illustrated in 1980, the athlete of the year, big centerfold of him swimming and everything. Wow. Now, when he went, he went to compete in the Pan American Games. They were in Puerto Rico. I'm nine years old. Mm. He broke two world records there. The whole stadium, my, I was 10. My father had just passed away. The whole stadium was filled with 
family and friends and thousands of people. And they had given out shirts that said Vasalo everywhere, the name. So I would take the shirts and I'd sell them and, you know, to the other side because my brother was famous at that. And it was in Puerto Rico in our island. Wow. He broke the world record. But that's what I wanted. When I, when I wanted to achieve my father's goals, when yeah. I wanted to become a champion, I wanted the attention. I wanted the power. I wanted to be important. I wanted to be known. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be a champion. You know, right. I had set the, the wrong goals for the wrong reasons, right? And then, and so it, it was like, that's kind of like what happened to me. Now, the Olymp when he competed, everybody went, all my family was in Puerto Rico and then in the Olympics and was in California and I think it was 84. Right. And so, but when I competed, it was in Seoul, Korea and nobody went. And, uh, you know, I didn't break the world record. I felt uh, defeated. It felt resentful. I hated swimming after so much dedication. I had a huge resentment. And I, and I know this uh, may sound childish or foolish or something, but you, when you, when you, you want to be the best and you get second or third or fifth or 12th and you're expecting some kind of, some kind of gratification and don't receive it. You get resentful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, I hear you. I get but, it. I get but, it. But now I've been able to discover this whole part of my life in another perspective, not in the victim not accomplishing my goal thing, but in the, wow, I can't believe that I've done all this stuff, you know, and this is pretty cool, you know, dude, it's kind of weird. I mean that, that, so like, I, I get the, I get the resentment thing. I get the, the not, not feeling like you lived up to whatever. Um, mm -hmm. but here's the thing, man. What is the actual percentage of people on planet Earth that can say, yeah, I competed in the Olympics? <laughs> but you see, the thing is, is I didn't grow up in that percentage. My father and everybody around, I could be the best in the world. Oh, see, okay. you, don't, you don't, I'm supposed to be the best. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't grow up with this knowledge that this is not real. You know what I mean? It was, that's my, who I'm supposed to be. So you, when you don't accomplish who you're supposed to be, even though you're, you're supposed to be somebody super great, you still feel like a failure and you've done a lot of things, but do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I, 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 I get it, dude. And that, look, that, that, <laughs> translates, that translates into, you know, I mean, it can happen in business. Yes. The best company in the world. And you just don't feel satisfied. Never enough. Never satisfied never get that full fulfillment you get high when you know everybody applause oh you did great great job great launch great whatever great yeah. meal like your yacht that's the high but it's it's a uh, you know it's it's not you can't really it, it doesn't fulfill you so there's an emptiness right and it's kind of challenging to come to terms with that well let me know? say let me say this sal um, I have interviewed 250 celebrities and entrepreneurs and, and somewhere in there, 230 to uh, somewhere in there. You're the very first person I've interviewed that's been an Olympic athlete. So, um, you know, 
and, and I'm going to just bet that it's probably going to be another 250 people before I have another. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm really proud of what, you know, I've been able to become aware of. Yeah. Think, you know, yeah. Uh, Self-development is so important, man. Having good coaches and good mentors and people to really like you, like, and, and Josh was very instrumental for me because even when I met Josh, I never spoke about the Olympics to anybody. Right. And when I, I never talked to people about my faith or about my beliefs. I was just selling businesses all the time. Right. I didn't, I didn't need to tell people who I was or what I did or, you know, I, yeah. I, just, I just needed to tell them about businesses. And, yeah. um, but Josh said, I had a story and I was like, what are you talking about, bro? You got a story. You got to tell the people your story. It's an amazing story. And then I looked at it. I was like, man, my father, PVC pipe, the Olympics. I looked at the house that we still have. It's amazing. There's a whole story there. And so now all of a sudden I feel proud of my, I, I didn't feel that way before. So I'm in a different, completely different place. You I, understand? I, 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 I gotta tell you, man, I, I love the story so far, dude. I mean, <laughs> and again, I understand not feeling like, you know, you've, you've, when, when you grow up your entire life that you're going to be the world champion swimmer, you go to the Olympics and, 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 and you didn't, didn't hit, hit your goal. I mm -hmm. get that. I, I mean, I, I, well, I don't, I can't say I can relate because yeah, I mean, not, not everybody's happy with second place. Right. I mean, it's just, right. it happens. there's a lot of people that will yeah. not be satisfied ever. And, and, and then, you know what, I think there's, there's something that we need. I mean, for me personally, um, I had to accept, I don't know what it was. I really, I don't know. It's just the story. I love the story now. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but I tell you for years and I'm talking I'm 50 now, 51 is what, you know, I'm talking, it was last year when my whole mindset shift wow. regarding my personal life and story, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, that's a whole lifetime living in resentment and, and shame or not accomplishing, you know, but, but at the same time doing great things. I mean, it's not like, sure. but, but it's like, you know, having that, part of my life in a, another compartment stored away. Right. And let me excel in business and in everything else. Wow. Dude. That's... It all comes together. So, so you're, we're the same age mm -hmm. and um, you've accomplished some amazing things, dude. I don't own a Rolex. Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah. you've accomplished, yeah, I know. I see that. Yeah, I like the green. Yeah. The green is good. It's nice, man. It's, it's a little good. bit elegant. It's rose gold. So I try, it doesn't look too flashy. Yeah. So, so after, so you were, you said you were 18? No, you were in 88. You would have been 20. Maybe. Yeah. 2018. I mean, um, I graduated from high school and then I trained for two years. So, yeah. I graduated in from Highland Park High School. If there's anybody from Dallas, I graduated from Highland Park High School in Dallas, Texas. And and then I went, you know, trained in Boca Raton, Florida for two years for the Olympics. Wow, man. Yeah. 
So, so, so what happened after the, the Olympics? What you came back from? Yeah, well, my father, my, we had manufacturing plants. We had, um, you know, we, my brothers started a company where we manufactured a product called Elastica, which is a, a, a Corian a DuPont manufactured a plastic product called Corian. And, and when the patent ran out, we jumped in and created the same product fast. And um, we were selling, I, I wasn't in the business because I was still in the university, but um, I, I left school, um, went back and I started working with my family selling. I was selling products and um, just visiting architects, contractors, and, you know, just trying to become my father, you know, it was kind of weird. I, one yeah. thing was wanting to become, wanting to fulfill his dream, which was Olympic swimmers. And the other thing is wanting to become the, the, the businessman that he was, you know. Yeah. And let me tell you personally, personally, I, you know, I was thinking about this because you did tell me about this was going to be about my story. And, and I, and, and I kind of thought about this one question, what's the most, what's impacted your life the most? Yeah. And let me tell you, it just came right from the, just the thought just came right. It was, you know, the moment my father had passed away that I became a complete, I mean, I felt like a lost boy, like completely lost. I had no direction. He was our coach, our mentor, our father, the, yeah. you know, my mom was there. So we got lost really quick and he was wow. the boss. Right. Yeah. And uh, my brothers went to schools and different places and I ended up in California training. It didn't work out 10 years old. I got really rebellious. It, it was a nightmare after that for about until I turned 15. Then I went to train. So you mean you were like a, uh, a, a hoodlum? Oh, man, I love this. I was smoking weed, drinking, uh, you know, <laughs> going after girls like crazy. Just a mission, man. Spend, you know, I was, I was rich and I was crazy. I was ignorant. I was, I was proud. I was young, you know, um, yeah. hurt, hurt. Make, you know, when, when you get the school thing, the education thing, the reading is so challenging. Even today, texting is a problem for me. I, I skip words. It looked like a, when I send a text, I feel like an idiot after I read it. I said, oh my God, look, it's such a struggle. Now, wow. knowing that, knowing that now, because I've read some books and I've done a no, an audible, I use audible. Okay. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so knowing that now I could see why so clearly my life, strayed so so far away wow so, man. you know so so you uh as a teenager you you uh you were rebelling you were um well i excelled in what i'm good at and was getting anything i wanted you know they were telling me that i had a problem with um learning but also like i didn't have the capacity to comprehend as fast as but yeah. I knew they were, I knew they were wrong because I was smarter than everybody. I mean, I fooled everybody. I would cheat everything. I would fuck. It was incredible. All the manipulation, control. I would accomplish everything that I wanted. I could fool anybody, sell anything, make anything happen. And they were telling me I was a fucking idiot. It was weird, you know. I was like, I don't understand. Uh, so, so, but I, you know, I I would like because you I know what I, I'm saying though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. They it. were telling me I had deficit of attention. I had. Yeah. Like a dyslexia, I was bipolar, yeah. you know, all these problems. And I'm sitting there, man, I can play circles, you know, with you. Yeah. It's crazy. 
So, so you told me because when when before we went on on air on live, mm-hmm. I I pointed out your Rolex. I said, "Is that a Rolex?" And you said, "Yeah." yeah. And and man, you told me a story about why you have a Rolex. I I, I would love if you if you're open to it. I'd love for you to share that, man. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah. So when I when I when I was nine years old, my father was you know we had a manufacturing plant in Florida, and he his car stalled. He started walking towards the factory, and he was hit by a truck driver um, with one eye, and he was killed instantly in the in the accident. And after that, someone, whether it was the truck driver, the ambulance, or the police um stole the rolex from his body and so I, I was a young boy and i remembered the rolex all you know it was so hard for me as a young boy um knowing that they violated and they stole. i had this you know i wanted to you know i wanted to fight yeah. it, it was kind of weird my mom was different my mom was always forgiving and always merciful didn't want to sue anybody she never did we never sue people we never go to court we never have problems we try to avoid everything you know wow but um you know but that was in my heart now just about two years ago i sold a company called transforce bought it but transforce and, and another company called the american truck driver uh, network and um so they were they merged together and I sold that company for like $23 million. And, wow. and that company is about licensing and security for truck drivers. And so I felt kind of cool, you know, because now, you know, they're, they're going to be regulating and helping truck drivers keep, you know, all their licenses and gear and equipment and everything in order. So, yeah, so I told the, I told the president of Transforce and America and all of them in the meeting, I told them their story. They all fell in love with it, you know, wow. and it, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's true. So I, I bought it and then it's green. My father had green eyes. Oh, man. So, yeah. And I, yeah. Felt, I felt like I got my inheritance back, man. Whatever, you know, it's like. That's Dude, that my just gave me chills, man. I, yeah. I, I like, see. Some some people might look at you and go, "Oh, look at that that arrogant rich dude with the the green Rolex," and and judge you based on their own limited ability to to think. Right. And and, and there's actually a really amazing story behind that. There's a, a painful, a painful. I was painful. about to cry talking right. about you know. And, right. and I and, and and let me tell you, when we went through the recession in 2008, I know what it is. My but we had manufacturing plants. We, they all went on foreclosure. We closed and I had to sell my wife's, my, my mom's Rolex, all her jewelry. And we had to do um, uh, what was, you know, the reverse mortgage. You know, my mom went, bro, it was heartbreaking. We've been through sufferings and pains and battles yeah. and, you know, but, but we've been able to overcome them all um by just focusing you know and, and setting the right goals you know and, and wow. just going after things you know my problem yeah. is and i don't know if this is your problem it's called surplus of imagination <laughs> i have this imagination it's not the deficit it's not the deficit like right now right now I've, i'm inventing products and stuff and i don't even know if they make any sense or not like and right. i get so involved you know yeah. I have to do it so involved in any project that I feel passionate about. 
And, you know, for some reason I really believe in it until someday I'm like, wow, this is really stupid. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like so hard. You know, I, I always go get so attached and inspired and passionate about anything that, yeah. you know, not anything, but a lot of things. And yeah. so it's hard to stay focused, you know. I get it. Man. I get it. So you, um, so, so you, at what, let's see, 22, 23, 24, somewhere in there, you're, you're selling, you're working for the, the factory, right? That your, your family owned and yes. are in, in, in Florida, they were in Florida, right? Yeah, no, we, 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 um, it's, it's a complicated story about locations because we were moving back and forth in different times, you know, it was like, we moved a lot. So, yeah. um, when I was 23, after the Olympics and I left the university, I went back home and it was a short period of time. I didn't last too long um, until about about ten, seven years working with my brothers. You know, we, we didn't get along too well and it was my fault, but it was hard to. We were all bosses and I was the youngest. Right. And that's yeah. terrible. I don't know how many people out there have four older brothers, but oh, my God. <laughs> Um, we had, I had four older brothers and they're all geniuses and we're all, you know, right. And so, um, it it was complicated for sure, but you know, I love them to death. We, you know, we have a good relationship today. Wow. So, so did they, did they pick on you in business? Oh man, I mean, we love each other, you know, it's, we're really close. And it was kind of like a forced thing on the beginning. You know, my dad was always united. You guys are stronger. My dad was like always on a mission, man. He, wow. you know, and so he wanted us to be, you know, he said, you can't fight like giving a slap. You got to do a punch. So when you guys are together, you, those things stick, you know, yeah. when he says it with authority and you're just a kid going, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know? so, um, so eventually you moved from um you how yeah. long how long did you have that 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 company you and your brother or do you still well, own- we, we, we closed in 2007 okay um, during the recession um uh, you know manufacturing was dem- demolished you know it, yeah. it, those are phases and cycles of the economy we started agriculture then manufacturing took over the agriculture then technology and that, you know and now it's more whatever services oriented, all these different cycles, industries disappear and money just vanishes. And we, we were caught up in that in 2008 and um, it's all right. You know, we learned, I learned so much about strategic exiting and buying and selling at the right time. I mean, I, I've been through this process and personally yeah. in a deep, meaningful, big global way. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, stuff it's like high impact you know and and seeing the markets and seeing what happens and not being emotional you know that's one thing that i'd like to say to all your followers if you're struggling if you have any fears if you if you you know struggling with work and not knowing i mean it's really hard for me i'm struggling inside i don't know what i'm going to do next as far as what's the next step in my business but you know what what I what I what I try to do is just stick to today, one day at a time, and um, really know that you shouldn't get emotional about it. If you have to downsize, like for me, I'm downsizing. I, I'm renting a house right now. I'm I'm going back to another house and buckling down, you know, and, until 
whatever, you know, but it's not, it's not something that we need to feel embarrassed about when we go through cycles of loss of employment or loss of jobs, or you shouldn't feel embarrassed. You shouldn't feel less than you shouldn't feel like you're not accomplishing things. We're all in the same boat. We're all struggling through this. And, and it's just a matter of strategy sell this, sell that, buy this, move there. You know, it's just strategy. Eliminate all the emotion. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's all about being happy and having peace today, you know? I mean, that that's the thing, man. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you. You sold a, a company for $23 million. You've got, you know, many other companies. That and, and I had 40 millions in, in sales in March canceled. I lost $1.5 million in commissions in March. In March. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, it's not, I wasn't going to be the, I mean, those are the two deals that I had. Those are great deals. Right. So yeah. it's not like that. That's every month. Right. Those are, those are special, you know, that happens a couple hopefully a couple times or more a year. So that'd be great. But I, you know, those were life-changing deals that I was expecting to close, man. You know? Oh my God. Then, then Corona. The <laughs> Not corona. only that, I want you to imagine this. I wish I could show you the video. March 3rd, I was on a yacht with my friends, having a great time, just creating content, not drinking or drugging, just having fun, but yeah. being insane. And yeah. by, by the next week, I was in a lockdown with my sciatic nerve pinched, diarrhea, fever. I thought I was dying and my deals were closed. I was like, what the hell just happened? Do you understand? Oh my God. I thought I was going to end up in the hospital with Corona and, and die. I was like, Lord, is this how I'm going to die? You know? <laughs> I mean, just two weeks ago, I was uh, – Two weeks ago, oh I was on top of the world. Oh, dude. And that's how life changes, man. You just accept it, you know, be humbled about it. We're powerless, you know. You can't do anything. Why worry about it? Oh, you know, we had those earthquakes here just yeah. every day for like months, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they interviewed this 133-year-old lady, and uh, she had been through the earthquake. How old is she? 103 years old. Wow. And she was living outside her house that was cracked. But the thing was, she had been through the, the earthquake in 1920, I think it was huge, like seven destroyed a lot of houses. Wow. But she went through that and they interviewed her and they said, why are you so happy? You're living at your house is cracked and you, you, you look like you're filled with joy. And she said, well, after all these years, I've learned not to worry about the things that I cannot control. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, that's wisdom, bro, right? It is, man. It is. Just that, it, it, and you know what? One of my favorite, favorite quotes is, um, pain is the predecessor of all wisdom. Right. Mm. You can't, oh. you can't, you cannot gain wisdom without getting your ass kicked. Oh man. Oh, you're so, it's so, and we got to be determined to go through this. You know, one of the things that I, that I really believe is the biggest step in reaching goals is the commitment. If yeah. you don't have a commitment, you can have goals, you can have strategies, you can have 
everything, a great product. But if you're not committed wholeheartedly to do whatever it takes to make it happen, forget about it. Yeah. Dude, you have to have commitment. So, so, you know, let's talk about what you do. Like, cause I think that, um, I, I don't think people, people realize, um, I don't think people realize what you're doing now. I, you know, you're talking about, you had these deals, the 1.5 and commissions and, and all of that. So, so you no longer are in the manufacturing business. Mm-hmm. You help, you help companies. Um, yeah, so- I help companies. Yeah. So, so I've been helping companies scale. Right. But it, that has to do with a lot of different things. Like, lowering costs, being more effective. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's very easy to see when people, entrepreneurs love to do everything on their own. They don't like anybody to come in and look at things. Right. Um, so they're always inventing and they're always trying to get their information and apply it on their own. But I tell you that the greatest I think instrument available to people is to have somebody who's on your side, like a partner, like a team member who wants to help you, who knows everybody in the space, knows all the different te- platforms that are out yeah. there. I've, I've analyzed hundreds of different e-commerce b- business platforms. I know their strategies. I know how they're generate monetizing, you know, it's, it, and I know the tools and everything that people use. I don't do e-commerce, but I know the people. I know all the specialists. I know the top branding experts. I know the top um, for sales funnels. I know people for shipping. I I saved one guy just 20% in shipping costs. This week, we're implementing that. He's he's spending a million dollars in shipping. It came down significantly because I put him in an account with a a, a shipping company that has huge volumes. But so, so I'm, I'm able to help people and, yeah. and, and, not, and, and also help them, you know, in any way that I can. I help people when they relocate to Puerto Rico for tax incentives. I help them by showing them houses, by taking them out to dinner, by showing them good times. I, yeah. I have a friend right now who is a, a month in a, the lockdown in an apartment and he was there struggling. So I lend him my house. He's one of my VIP clients, you know? Wow. He's, he was spent a, a week at my house with a pool and, and I love to help people. It's the most gratifying, you know, yeah. it's kind of hard. I mean, I've been through different stages. Like I felt abused in the past, like taken advantage of. Yeah. It's really hard to monitor who to help and how to help. And it's hard to, to really develop boundaries and to come out on, you know, and, and, and not to do things with expectations is also, you know, because yeah. if, if you help people trying, you know, it, it becomes a problem. I've had to deal with that a little bit, you know, in business, because there's always a lot of exchanges going on. Well, there's a lot of sharks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of, exactly. There's a lot of sharks. And I you're I don't care when people bite me. I mean, I get screwed all the time. I don't have a problem with that. I, what I don't like is referring and get my clients getting screwed. That yeah. really pisses me off. I mean, yeah. I just love my clients. I want them to receive the best service possible. Yeah. And th- that's what I do. I give, I work for them 20, yeah. whatever it is. That's what I, I, I make sure that they have a good experience. And so, so, so you help, you're, you're helping these, 
you're helping these companies scale and then potentially sell their their yeah so, so it's an exit strategy okay um, the, the, the number one thing if i if i were to teach a little bit about building businesses and wealth building and exiting yeah. the number one thing about business and the business you're going to develop you should build a business that you can sell right right, um, right a lot of people build businesses and build them for years that really don't can't sell them right um if and if they sell they sell it at a, at a low multiple like businesses that are based on arbitrage or you yeah. know uh, businesses that are just have special skill sets like see you know you know things that are difficult to learn not everybody knows them you know right. so you want to build simple businesses knowing that you want to transfer them you know and you want to know the buyer so so you build the business like if it was a product right so that you can sell it in three years and cash out because business is an asset just like any other like a house or or any kind of investment that you do but people build businesses and they don't think of it as an asset. They think of it as their baby, as their product. As, no, no, you're just building wealth and you're going to sell it and you cash out and you buy more and you, you know, grow through acquisitions. There's a whole strategy and it's a whole mindset, right? Yeah. You build to sell. Because, I mean, I've seen people that build, dedicate years building a company that has real minimal value for transferability. When you can take those same years and, and strategically build a company, knowing what the buyer is looking for and exiting, you know, and selling it to them at the right time. So, so you're you're saying that you should be starting with the end in mind. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like it's like when you buy an investment, aren't you thinking about selling it? The I mean, payoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, man. That's how you should build, because I mean, it's just. And it's not everybody's going to be able to do that, you know, because maybe you're passionate about something that you can't sell, like maybe, you know, whatever it is. But it's it's important to have those things and that knowledge, that awareness. You yeah. know, am I going to resell brands or am I going to make a brand? And, you know, am I going to use social media? You know, am I going to develop a platform subscription based? See, when you know what buyers want, you know what you want to build subscription based in what platform? Because they that's what they're looking for followers engagement in yeah. that space subscribers loyal subscribers you know i the trucking company was a great example that guy built a company knowing who his buyer was and he sold it when he added you know he knew they were going to buy it and yeah. so he he got the best subscribers he had subscribers ups he had walmart he had all these big companies paying him $3,000 subscription for truck drivers. Got so it, yeah. these other companies, they, they want those clients to sell them other stuff. Yeah. You're already in, you're already a supplier. You already got that truck and now we can sell them other things. You know what I mean? So people buy strategic assets depending on their interest and all the values you know it, it it all depends in the market and so i can help people know where they're at what they're building and what their results are going to be if they build it this manner or that manner you know it's a whole business analysis man yeah but i haven't really marketed it you know i've i've been building you know, this is all zach's idea i was just selling businesses two years ago bro now i have my whole 
my life is a little bit more complicated. I got to do the branding. I got to tell my story. I got to talk to people. I got to teach. I got to, you know, now I got to yeah. do a course. And, and now I, you know, it gets complicated delivering content, creating content. I did a course, hasn't come out yet. It's called the e-commerce exit strategy. I got one called boost valuations and all those things that I've been learning, you know? Wow. And from a guy who's dyslexic, right? And who has struggled and failed in school and been through so many different challenges, you know, being able to teach and have knowledge and share knowledge. It's yeah. all the grace of God, man. Really. It's been amazing. I mean, it's, it was incredible. Well, you know, I think, and in, in you said a couple of things a, a little bit ago um, about right now, people struggling. I mean, good Lord, look at this. I can't even get a dang haircut right now. Right. <laughs> it's like, so, so, you know, I, I, I'd like to, like to kind of address, I mean, you said you're downsizing. Um, meanwhile, you have a six foot curved monitor on the table behind you or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like downsizing for you, um, might not be like, you know, downsizing for somebody that's, that's used to tending bar or waiting tables or something like that. My, my question for you, Sal, is the people who are, they're struggling right now to eat, to pay their electric bills, to, to buy food for their kids. What do you say to somebody like that, that that's like they don't necessarily know how to go out and, 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 and make money. I, I, I I'm going to go out on a limb here and take a, take a stab at this, but I'm going to guess that you probably don't have a difficult time figuring out ways to earn an income. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, I was the guy in the streets, right? So I'm a person survivor, you know, I, I'm a, you know, so I, I I'll get any job. I mean, I don't get, I don't care. I, I, what, what I get a job picking up phones. I, I did that in 2003. I was, you know, doing a call center, you know, I wasn't getting along with my family or friends and I was, you know, in a call center and, and I ended up closing deals because I, I worked from nine and I got a job at $7 an hour, $8 an hour work. I worked from the, my, my mentor told me, give them 150% for 90 days, 90 days, 150%. So I worked from from nine, eight in the morning to like 11 o'clock, shipping out packages and qualifying clients, people in the call center. And I, and I send out 110 packages a day for like two months. Before the 90 days were over, I became a closer in that same business and I started making 25K. So it, 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 for me, I don't know. It's hard because I, yeah. I'm a survivor. I go out there and I'll, I'll do whatever I have to, to because I have to. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. but, but uh, there's a part about believing that's so important, you know, and your mindset and how you're thinking. You see, when I get thoughts of fear and I get them all the time, I do not let them stay, man. I, yeah. I guess I've been through so much stuff in my life 
Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not really scared. You know, it's like I know everything's going to be all right. I'll be able to get through this. I'm going to figure it out. Like today I was like frustrated because I've been working. I haven't really made any big moves. It's been a lot of work and I haven't really done much. And, and it's kind of hard to to measure my my performance and my work during this process because I feel like I'm not doing anything. But yet I'm working all day on learning stuff, you know, and, and applying things. So it's kind of weird, but I felt lost for a moment, you know, yeah. this morning. Is, is, is Puerto Rico in um, like total lockdown with the- yeah, lockdown. You get arrested, yeah. Can you fly yeah. out? No, I mean, I haven't, you know, for me, it's been like, I don't care, you know, I'm 50, you know, and I don't want to get sick. I mean, I've seen, I looked at the photos like, in Italy, those guys, I was like, they all had black hair, bro. They were all look younger than me. I was like, dude, this is not 70 year old people, man. You know? Right. Right. Uh, I was, so I, and, and I had gone through that experience in the first week where I got very sick Yeah. and very fearful because I didn't know if I was going to wake up the next day Yeah. Not because the thing was so dramatic, the, the, the turn of the virus becoming yeah serious is so fast you 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 don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so you so, was, so you're you're not even able to to nobody's allowed to fly in or out of no no yeah you can fly in and out it's just okay. I, I don't know I, I haven't uh what you can't do is walk around on the beach and you can't stroll around you can go to the gas station you can go to the walgreens you can do necessary and banks and all those transactions but yeah from from five in the morning to seven at night, but they'll check you. They've arrested hundreds of people and it's like $6,000 fine and $5,000 fine in six months in jail. Jeez. Oh man. But it had to be, man. You know, we've had, we've been stable at two deaths per day for two months almost. Wow. If it it wasn't like that, we would have been, if we were hundred people dying a day here, we would have been done. Because yeah. I mean, we don't have the hospitals. We don't. We only have like four hundred or five hundred ventilators, yeah. and uh, there was no resources. My wife's a gastroenterologist. She didn't want to risk herself. You know, um, it was kind of weird the whole situation. Wow. And she's working now. I mean, she's got the mask, and I, I for me, it's hard to see her working. Yeah. Because I, you know, it's like she's exposing herself. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's crazy times we're living in. Yeah. So what I think what I would what I would suggest for people to do that are battling in the mind, the battle in the mind. Yeah. Is, um, the fear comes in. I would really just focus on getting a vision of yourself in a year. Where do you want to be in a year? Yeah. I'm very big on setting long term goals. And then yep. because that way you have in navigation, you, you might have to you always go back to that long term vision. And so you'll you'll be able to pivot and to get there, right? But always have a vision of yourself doing, you know, getting out, having some grace, yeah. you know, yeah. having some favor, having a door open. A door will open if you knock, and you know, opportunities will arise if you move forward and take action. Right. You will see great things coming to pass. But you have to have the vision of knowing that if you take action, you're going to see the results. Because if you don't think you're going to get results, it's kind of hard to take the action. 
So I just wanted to really have that vision of getting, of accomplishing your goal, your dream. And now you can get any dream you want because we can all start over, but have that vision. And every time you have a fear or a doubt or a reservation or some kind of threat, I'm not going to be able, you know, those moments where you yeah. remember you're not going to be able to pay the bills. Yeah. Forget about that. You know, it doesn't matter. The worst thing that could happen is foreclosure, chapter 11, chapter seven, move into another apartment. It doesn't really matter. What's important is your life is more important. Your peace, your serenity is more important than all of that stuff. So it's, and it's easy. And I know what you say, your downscale is not the same, but dude, I've been there. I've been no, there. I get it. I've been there. I've been in the lowest of lows, man. I know. You know? So dude, and I, that was, dude, that's not a judgment. Cause look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Downsize, it, does it, feel, be... it does feel uncomfortable. It yeah. does feel uncomfortable when we say, Hey, I'm going to downsize. I want to, I want to tell people I'm downsizing so they don't feel bad about that. Everybody's saying I'm successful. I'm selling. I'm full of shit. This is very tragic for a lot of people. We're going through all the hard, difficult times and I'm downsizing. That doesn't make me any less or any bigger, or any better. I'm smart, man. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to blow what little I have right now. And I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to do what I need to do to accomplish my goals in the future. Right. right. Yeah. So I'm going to buckle down. I, I know we're going to have a year and a half of struggle. Why would I blow everything? You know, it's like that's crazy. just that, that, you know, that's just having a bunch of false pride. Right. So and pride comes before the fall. So yes, you got to You got to do what you got to do to survive right now, man. That's it. And eliminate the fear. Eliminate the the the, the feeling like you're failing or something. It's, that's all bullshit. We're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're doing great. We're all doing great. These are hard times. We're making it. We're gonna make it. It's gonna be awesome. That that's that's incredible, man. I love your mindset, dude. Your mindset is powerful. I I, I think. Um, what well, so? What do you what what's what's it what's the future hold for you, man? If I tell you, you're gonna, this is funny because it's it's part of my it's part of my imagination surplus. Yeah, um, I, 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 I started. I, I'm on a I'm on a mission, man. I I just started doing aqua aerobics about, I think three a month ago. My whole body changed. My face changed. You know, my whole it was incredible because of the resistance of the water. Now, I was using some equipment that I made here in the house to uh, add more resistance in the water. So I yeah. use air and water. And so being an excellent Olympic swimmer and growing up in the pool, I'm pretty good at this stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. I'm, I'm designing like weights for the water that are floatable. So, so you, you have a two gallon weight and you can use it for bringing, you know, doing the exercise under the water. It's very hard because yeah. water, you know, yeah, and yeah. So I'm working on designing a couple of different products of sizes where you can actually do really good exercise that it's good for rehabilitation. It's good for uh, the joints for flexibility, for the cardio, low impact, low resist. You, you, you're able to do exercise when you're 60, 70, 80. That's what I, you know, I can't run, man. My knees hurt, my feet hurt. And, you know, it's like terrible, even walking. So running and walking and doing all that in the water yeah. has changed my life again. So I'm really excited about that. I, 
Dude, see, that's yeah. what that, the, you're you're always thinking like, oh, I yeah. could invent something out of this and 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 sell it and and I yesterday, love that. Yesterday I was with a, one of my people that I most admire, nine-figure entrepreneur, his shipping, he's in Amazon, he sells all sorts of products and services, but the most incredible thing is to sell, man, you're a real entrepreneur because I got this product. I'm, I think it's an awesome product that really is going to work. And the thing is, it's not, it's, man, it's, I can't stop my mind from thinking, right? What was a defect at school is an <laughs> asset in life, right? Right. What, it's what kind perfect, of dude. Is that it's an perfect. explanation? I mean, you can't stop thinking. What are you going to do with this mess? Might as well create stuff, you know? That is so awesome, man. Your story is absolutely incredible. It's inspiring. More people definitely need to hear it. I think that um, that what you're what you're doing, man, to, to help people is it's incredible. It's absolutely well, that's, incredible. That's the thing with the, with that exercise. You know, I was thinking. You know, I feel like a fool doing aqua aerobics live. Like I'm I'm a, I'm supposed to be a mergers and acquisitions broker. Now I'm <laughs> teaching people how to do aqua aerobics, bro. <laughs> but, but the thing is, the thing is, it helps people, bro. You know, it's like if I don't do it, I know I'm not helping everybody because there's somebody out there that when that need that wasn't like I needed it. Yeah, dude, it's been it's been life changing physically, you know. Yeah. So I feel like it's a disservice not to communicate it, not to create the product, you know, and and, and help people. If more people would, if more people would have that mentality that that you know they, they have this knowledge that they need to share with the world and it's ripping the world off if you don't if more people yeah. took that approach man we'd we'd live in a perfect world yeah it's but it's scary like i said i don't want to come out with doing aqua aerobics you know yeah. it looks so foolish but it's so good for you you know especially if you're like me where impact and you know, you're always weights outside. You get injured yeah. all the time, man. Just the back and this. There, you're, you're, you float, yeah. and you can't fall. You can't right. do that weird movement that strains. It's all very, and so here I am selling it, right? But That's it's so awesome, dude. You know what? I, look at what Richard Simmons built. He built an empire, man. Teaching people how to. <laughs> Next, next, you're gonna be wearing spandex in the pool. Oh wow, wow! I'm That's just great. Kidding, That's awesome. So let me ask you this: if if, if somebody, um, let's say that that somebody, and I've been here, man, I've been where I had a car repossessed in front of a bunch of employees one time. That that was a terrible day. You know, I've had my electric shut off. I've had, you know, I mean, I've been through it all, man, just like you have. So if somebody right now, if they're struggling, maybe their car got repoed or their their electric's getting shut off or, you know, they're just having a really hard time right now. They feel like they've done everything they can do and they don't know what the next step is. What do you say to that person right now that may be going through it at this very moment? Well, right now, that that, you know, what what you're you possibly may be experiencing things that are embarrassing or difficult, or, you know, your mind is telling you uh, these thoughts of fear and insecurity, you know, it's all, it's not real. I, my whole, my whole 
suggestion would be to you know do it's it's a mind it's a mind I, I would do a gratitude list I you know I would do um I, I always go back to what I have in front of me I I would do what I have in front of me like anything that I can do for instance we submitted for the SBA loans we submitted the unemployment we submitted everything that we can and get approved of so we took action in that area right no i called the people for the house where i'm renting i said i'm gonna not gonna be living here next month so we're giving it back next month and that's done you know just do those things that you can do right you know and, and do what the next right thing and everything will work out, but don't be thinking about what's going to have like impending doom, you know, and start really morbidly saying stupid lies to yourself because it's not what's happened. We, we're all blessed in the United States. It, uh, some people have, you know, difficult situations because of the kids in, in an apartment that must be very difficult and the food. Yeah. Prayer, you know, and take action um, and, and just believe, I, you know, and go for it. I, you know, I've, I've, I've always I've said for a long, long time that um, if you were driving down the road and you flipped your car upside down, you're upside down in, in a ditch and you're trapped in your car. And then all of a sudden you see sparks and flames coming out from under the hood. The very, last thing, <laughs> the very last thing you would be concerned about is your freaking electric bill. Oh, yeah, man. Like you wouldn't even care. Like, just get me out of here. I, I need to survive and I need to help my kids and I need to. So, so you know, I, I think you're right, man. Just focus on what you can control. The thing yep. you can't control, man, let it go. Oh, you got to let it go and, 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 and be strategic. You know, yeah. and it's also, I don't know about you guys, but I've been overly, I, I've been a little bit emotional. Like I can't even, not emotional, just under stress, you know, yeah. like, like I feel like, but it's nothing's happening. So supernatural, I don't know how it is. My body feels the stress, right? Yeah, it's not right. my mind, but my body's like, you know, we're in a situation here and, yeah. but but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, that's why exercise is so important. You know, getting a discipline, discipline in your time, disciplining your time, making yeah. sure that you have a commitment and a goal. You have to have a vision. Dude, I have to go back to the whole thing. Vision, grab the vision, make a strategy, grab a goal, make a commitment and focus on that. Even if you know what I did, I took photography classes. I got a I got a photography coach because I, I'm always paying people to create content. And I, I really, you know, now I'm taking pictures of my house, of my kids. I got a bunch of pictures and it's coming out really well. So I'm learning editing pictures, how to do photography and video. And I'm also learning how to do Facebook groups and all this stuff and technology that I never really got into in the past. I'm also learning about writing and storytelling. So I'm taking courses and I'm preparing myself to deliver and become that person that I want to be in a year, five years, 10 years from now. Yeah. You know? So, so let me tell you this one more thing. This yeah. is it. 
I, my goal is at 80 years old to be with my wife, right? Yep. And to have my kids with my grandchildren, dogs, the whole nine yards. That's my main goal. Now, that's a hard one, right? I mean, just to get to 80, I'm going to need to make proper decisions today <laughs> regarding health, right? And, uh, and also with my relationship with my wife and my kids and all balancing. But that goal... It would be awesome to that's that's my mate that's my best my favorite goal so the thing is i'm able to pivot whenever i stray away from that goal i know it and i know that i'm doing things that are contrary to that goal inside my heart i pivot and so when we're on this journey right let's say yeah. you're a ship without a destination you go through and 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 a roadmap. You're gonna be uh, exposed to thunderstorms and reefs and hurricanes, yeah. and you're not gonna be able. If you don't have a destination, how can you get back on track? So yeah. it's important to have a good goal, good solid goal at when you're 90, whatever it is, 80, and then start moving back from there. And, and just say, okay, from next year, I want to know about photography. I want to know about copywriting. I want to know about this and that. And, and that's helping you to that 80 goal, but that's like next year. So you get ready for that. You take courses, you start learning, you develop a strategy. Don't need to make money today, right? right. You, you, you take your time, right. build something, have a goal three years, two years, but have a goal and forget about fear and go for it. That's my recommendation. Okay. Dude, you're awesome, man. You're I awesome. I hope it made some sense and, and I hope it helps somebody. It, it, it was incredible. It helps me, man. It helps me because being stuck in my house, in my brain alone is not a good place. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm building castles and, you know. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't wait to come to Puerto Rico and hang <laughs> out with you, dude. It'd be great. Yeah. It's so, my pleasure. Sal, thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story, sharing your wisdom and your hope, man. I, I, I know that um, a lot of people that are watching have have gotten a lot. So, And the replay viewers will get a lot too, man. You're awesome. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming well, on. Thank you, Ken. Love you to death. Anything you need, I'm here for you. And for anybody out there, if you need me, I'm here. And I love you. God bless you. Take care. God bless you too, man. Thank you. Don't hang up on me yet, though. I'm okay. going to end the live stream, though. So thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Sal. Bye. Thank you.